Welcome to Let's Talk Business Spring Budget Special, a three-part series where we unpack some of the key points from the 2021 budget. In this podcast, Ian Workman, co-head of SME UK at Barclays, talks to Glenn Collins, head of technical advisory at the ACCA, about the announcements made on corporation tax and the changes to VAT, which will impact some businesses. Here's Ian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast looking at the recent budget and what the Chancellor's announcements on tax could mean for your business. I'm Ian Workman, a member of the Barclays Business Banking Team, and I'm delighted to be joined by Glenn Collins from the ACCA. Glenn's a technical tax specialist and head of technical advisory at the ACCA, so he isn't talking from a Barclays position and will give us his own perspective. So, Glenn, the planned increase in corporation tax, that's the one that's grabbed the headlines and a significant increase there. But then he talked about including some crucial protections for business. So really interesting. What does he mean by that word protection and what's planned? Hi, Ian. And yeah, great to join everyone on the podcast. I think the message for the Chancellor was those three aims running through, and that was protecting the jobs and livelihoods of the British people, that's strengthening the public finances, and it is actually an investment-led recovery. And we'll come on to perhaps some of that investment-led recovery a bit later. But you asked about the corporation tax, and that is definitely the headline announcement running through. A lot of commentary on that. And it sees, obviously, an increase in in corporation tax rates from April 23 up to 25%. There will be a small business rate, and that small business profits rate is actually set at 50,000. And they'll carry on at the current rate of 19%. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that that affects the majority of businesses in the UK. But it is still a complexity that actually sticks there because you've got a a rate at which profits go beyond 50,000. They'll be tapered and they'll be tapered through until profits reach 250,000, which would be the highest rate. Excellent. So there's quite a bit there, Glenn, for businesses to take in. So on the one hand, you could pay more. On the other hand, you might pay less. How do you think businesses will be looking at this? What do you think their response to this and what sort of things do they need to factor in? I think with all of the rates, you go back and you look and you go, any change in rate and actually which introduces a taper rate coming through actually increases a bit of complexity in there. So As we said, the corporation tax rate will remain at 19% through to to 23 and then goes up to 25% for those larger businesses, those with over 250,000. And I mentioned earlier that there was a marginal rate and that affects those with profits of between 50 and 250,000. And so for them, they actually do see a gradual increase from that 19 up to 25. And that's how some of the taper rules actually apply. So you see a gradual increase rather than a step change straight up to 25% when you hit a certain profit level. So there's some protection there for small businesses then, particularly the smaller end, rather than that big, big hike. There is definitely some protection for smaller businesses there, as you've said. The one thing to look at and be aware of, if you've got more than one company you can fall foul of some of the associated company rules. So actually, it looks at how you control. And we haven't had the associated company rules to consider for corporation tax for about a decade now. So it'll be a bit of re-education for a lot of people. 
one to watch out there for Glenn by the sound of it. Okay, so moving on to the other big tax that businesses have to deal with, and that's VAT. And we saw some big announcements the Chancellor's on that. So what's he done on, on VAT? Well, I think there's announcements and there's some of the headlines announcements. And then there's actually some other areas where he's loose out on that. What we've seen is registration and deregistration thresholds actually not changing for a period of two years. That's great in terms of a bit of certainty for businesses running through. But actually, it means as your business grows, you can fall into that. And so a lot of businesses are going to need to monitor that as they go through and they look at their VAT rates. That's going to be on a monthly and a quarterly basis. So do speak to an advisor. Do make sure you don't fall foul of some of those rules. But the big announcements running through hospitality, we saw a, a much discussed and much commented upon retaining of the VAT relief, which is really good news for a lot in the hospitality sector. But that was limited and limited up to, to six months through to September. And then an interim rate for another six months running through at 12.5% before then moving back into the, the standard rate of April next year. So that's one of those changes that actually will be targeted across to that sector to recognise some of the difficulty that they've actually gone through. Some other important areas really helping and, and protecting people VAT deferral. And actually, you know, for those who have struggled with some of their VAT payments, Obviously, there is the reconfirmation that the VAT deferral service open until 21st of June 21. So people can have a look at that and decide whether they need to enter that particular scheme. Right. So look, on the face of it, then it sounds like the extended VAT discount is good news for eligible businesses. Anything in the small print that uh, businesses should be aware of? I think if we move back and we go back to that hospitality sector and actually the 5%, 12.5% going to 28% in staged increases going through, that actually can be a bit of a difficult administrative issue and problem for, for some of those businesses. If you're looking at how you might book people into accommodation, actually some of those functions that you would be doing. So you need to keep abreast of recording the data and information down to make it as easy for yourself as possible so you don't fall foul of any of the change in rates and rules and you you're charging or passing on some of those charge at those appropriate times running through because you you need to look at that i think in some detail so that's the you know with the good news there comes then a bit of okay i now need to sit down and do quite a lot of admin in working out how this will actually affect my business Software can help an awful lot with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, the Chancellor's clearly looking at using a tax system to help him balance the book as we emerge from this COVID crisis. But I guess it wasn't all tax increases. There were some sort of things, incentives there for businesses. And, and in particular, I know against some tax relief he talked about against investments and losses. So can you talk to a little bit about that, please, Len? Yeah, a really important announcement. The, the super deduction is very, very welcome. Actually offers tax relief of up to 130% against investments. So very, very positive move there going forward. Also, for some of those businesses on first year allowances, claiming 50% on plant and machinery investments, that they'll be able to claim that. And that's an increase of up from 6%. So two really, really significant claims coming through in that super deduction piece. I think when we look at that, 
there are exclusions and if we look at some of those general exclusions and they're, they're contained within section 46 of the capital allowances regime and you're going to see restrictions for things like cars so they're already excluded but there are more exclusions expected as we come through for the legislation day and it's been announced that they'll clarify what is and isn't included within there. There is also some changes and requirements for plant and machinery expenditure under higher purchase or similar contracts and actually how they'll meet those rates for, for super deductions of that special relief. So I think that that is an incredibly interesting area for a lot of businesses. We've just done a, a recent quick poll of a lot of our members on a webinar and actually 47% thought this relief would actually be something which would interest clients and they would look at changing or making an investment relief. You know, could be a, a very good policy and, and perhaps worth looking at in terms of those investments that businesses would make. Important areas to look at is it's where the accounting period straddles a period running through. So, so we've obviously got that running through to 1st of April 23. And, you know, you've got to look at how businesses straddle those periods. One other area to really think about is if you're planning to dispose of that asset, there is a extra cost that actually runs through. So the disposal receipt is multiplied running through by 1.3. So if you're looking at disposing of that asset in the short term, you could make a significant balancing allowance coming through there, which then comes back into your trading profits. So worthwhile looking at that asset when you're planning that, making that investment running through, working out whether this relief is appropriate for you, and how long you're going to keep that and how you're going to sell it. Interestingly, it is not yet clear how it will work with the annual investment allowance, because as you'll know, the annual investment allowance, companies can claim up to £1 million expenditure running through, and that applies from 1st of January through to 31st of December 2021. So that's been a, a rolling one, started off in 2019 and has been extended and was extended in November, as I said, to, to December 21. So that will be a really interesting area to see how both of those connect with one another and actually sitting down and working out which is the most appropriate given in mind there may well be some restrictions on assets as we mentioned before. We've also seen a wide range of different freezes running through and those freezes are on most of the allowances so that's a tiny increase which is already announced on personal allowances running through but then frozen for a period running through to 25-26 tax years but that goes across a wide spectrum of the different allowances. They've, they've been in effect frozen for a period. As we said earlier with some of the VAT registration rates, actually frozen for a period running through. I hope one of the areas where, again, it was a very welcome, and we've got a, a period where we can look to recover some of the trading losses and set those back over a three-year period, which is a really important relief. And that's, again, for accounting periods from April 2020 running through to 31st of March 22. So actually, it allows for some really important reliefs running through for businesses over that period and allowing that setback over a three-year period, which is a, a really 
positive move going forward and I'm sure we'll be welcomed by many who have struggled through that period. Gosh, that sounds really interesting there, Glenn. I think certainly an accountant support might be useful there and I'm sure the ACCA can help people find an accountant if they haven't got one. So, look, we did um, another podcast in the series with Juliet Rogan, who's our head of high growth and entrepreneurs here at Barclays, and she talks a lot about R&D and actually how the Chancellor was starting to stress the importance he sees in science and R&D and rebuilding the economy. And so I was interested to get your views on how the tax system might be changing to reflect this agenda. Yeah, I would totally agree with those comments from your colleague. And also R&D is incredibly important and is really designed to help the UK perform exceptionally well and encourage that investment going forward. Interestingly, around the probable extension of the relief to include data and cloud computing that that was mentioned and highlighted and we'll see some some additional consultations coming out from that but that will make a great difference in modernizing some of the r&d elements running through as i said there is a big consultation and review that was published and anyone who is involved or is looking at it at this particular area should have a good look at that consultation incredibly important as it sets out a really good framework for businesses. One of the areas is that there is a slight restriction through for some of the SMEs. So from 1st of April 21, SMEs applying for R&D tax credits, they'll actually be eligible for £20,000 worth of repayments per year, plus three times the company's PAY and NIC liability. So that's a you know, an important change that people should be aware about those limits putting in there. So again, when you were looking at that, if a period straddles the 1st of April 2021, it's important to remember that that measure doesn't apply to the part of the period from the previous year. So it only affects the next full period starting after that date. So for example, if you've got a June year end, you would actually be starting on 1st of July for that new period and that restriction. Thanks, Claire. That's really interesting. And if, look, if you're more interested in that, please listen to one of our other podcasts, as I mentioned, with Juliet Rogan, Head of High Growth Entrepreneurs here at Barclays, where she'll talk a little bit more about that R&D tax change and other things impacting high growth businesses as well. Claire, well, we're just about out of time. Thank you ever so much for guiding us through those key changes and also in particular, keeping a look out for some of the things hidden in the small print but also some of the opportunities there for SMEs to take advantage of during the budget. Thank you for listening today. As I mentioned, please look at the other podcasts we have in the series. So with Juliet Rogan, Head of High Growth, and also with Hannah Bernard, who's Head of Business Banking here at Barclays, who'll be talking about her overall impression and thoughts post the budget. And as always, if your business is affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, then please do talk to us here at Barclays about the ways we can help or visit barclays.co.uk. Thank you for listening to this Let's Talk Business Spring Budget Special. You'll find all the podcasts in our 2021 budget series in our Let's Talk Business channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on how we can support you in your business, visit barclays.co.uk forward slash business. We also have regular Let's Talk Agriculture, Let's Talk Brokers and Let's Talk Real Estate podcasts featuring the latest market insights and delving deeper into other important topics and issues. Make money work for you.
The views and opinions expressed in the podcast don't necessarily reflect the views of Barclays Bank UK PLC, nor should they be taken as statements of policy or intent of Barclays Bank UK PLC. Barclays Bank UK PLC takes no responsibility for the veracity of information intimated by a third party. This includes views expressed by third-party contributors, including Glenn Collins or the ACCA, and no warranties or undertakings of any kind, whether expressed or implied, regarding the accuracy or completeness of the information given. Barclays Bank UK PLC takes no liability for the impact of any decisions made based on information contained and views expressed, and does not provide tax advice. Barclays Bank UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.